0: Welcome in to episode 15 of the Breathing Orange Fire podcast. I'm Andrew. I'm joined by my friend Gabe. Gabe, how are you today?
1: I'm good, man. I'm just sitting here in a hotel in DC. You were here a couple
0: of weeks ago and now I'm here. Great. That sounds like fun. Uh, and I hear you had a pretty uh, early rise today on the East Coast. Is that true?
1: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I've been up since four in the morning, man. Just uh, woke up and... Threw on my
0: sports coat and slacks and said
1: it's time time to kickstart this day. Yikes. I was walking around and it was like sixty eight or seventy
0: degrees and it was awesome, man. Oh, that's nice. I haven't
1: I haven't felt that temperature in three months in Houston.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, that sounds about right. So, given the early rise you had this morning, did you stay up to watch the Astros Angels game last night? You know,
1: you know this is funny. I was texting Andrew. I'm like, "Ha ha, we're on ESPN. I get to watch. You get to watch Astros (laughs) while you're in DC." I get back to my hotel, and friggin' ESPN isn't working on my TV, and I couldn't get it up on my um, I I couldn't get it up on my Watch ESPN app either. I have no idea why. I guess wrong on the password twelve times, and every time I tried to reset the password, it wouldn't let me reset it. So I followed along on the game cast, and then I went screw this noise that was maybe not my actual words at the end of the eighth (laughs) inning thinking we'd lost and i got up and i saw a text from andrew at like 4 a.m saying whoa wasn't that something and then i was like i thought that text was about the four run eighth we gave up and i got mad all over again and then i actually looked at the buck score and i'm like
0: holy crap we won how about that Something about uh, reading a text from me at four o'clock in the morning and it making you mad makes me a little <laughs> bit happy or giddy, but but that's a good surprise for you. Yeah. Um, so end up taking two out of three in Anaheim, right? Two, the, the Saturday and Sunday games were insane. They were kind of the same thing, but just with different results. But yeah, that ninth inning, man. Bregman with the with the home run and then Tucker followed it up and of course we needed that run too because then Otani hits a home run in the bottom of the ninth and uh, skin of the teeth man we uh, held on to take two of three in Anaheim which pushes the season record to 52 and 42 10 games over 500 Gabe Uh, I also ran the Pythagorean prediction of the win-loss record and guess what it comes out to
1: 53 and 41?
0: Close, 52 and 42, exactly the same as the actual record. So, <laughs> so uh All right,
1: we're right on target then, huh?
0: There is no overperformance or underperformance happening with this team. They are based on run differential, they have the exact record that you would expect them to have, uh, which is um 52 and 42 and three games back of the Rangers in the American League. Yeah, West. the
1: Rangers. The Rangers are losing today, so, uh, you know, maybe that'll be okay. Apparently, the Dodgers are just going to decide to hose us over. They got swept by the Blue Jays, and now they're losing again to someone that we wanted them to beat. So, you know, never assume that the Dodgers are going to do anything but irritate you in whatever you do, and you're probably dealing off of a good assumption. And that goes all the way back to big, fat Tony Lasorda. In the 1980 whatever all star game, right?
0: Um, well, hold on a couple things. One, the Blue Jays swept the D backs this weekend, if that's what you okay. All to. right, well, <laughs> you know, it's been a long day, but the Dodgers <laughs> do keep irritating me, they're never
1: a bad deal for the
0: Dodgers. Hold on, There's what Tommy Lazor to do? Dodgers. No, I agree. I, I, I'll i buy that. But what it so reminded Tommy me Lissota
1: was... Did, Tommy was sort of did two things to the Astros. The Astros had an All-Star game yeah, in, in in the Astrodome, and he refused to play any of the All-Stars. And then also, Jim Deshay struck out eight Dodgers in a row, and he pinched it for his freaking pitcher in, the, in third the third inning. I was at that just game. Just so they wouldn't strike
0: about all nine. I was at the Dome for that game, Gabe. I <laughs> I was at that game. Uh, yeah, Deshay struck out the first eight. He pinch hit uh, in the in the top of the third, and uh, the pinch hitter did not get a hit, but he did not strike out. So, uh, yeah, I remember that game. I was uh, it was a, an early um, Astros memory of mine.
1: Tommy Lasorda is not quite as bad as Tony Larusa and his and his sidekick Drinking Dave Duncan, but he's up there, man. He's up there. I, I do not like that guy, not one little bit.
0: Yeah, well. Um, I have no opinion of him, but, um, you know, I remember at the time, even at age, whatever, eight or nine or however old I was in 1986, um, I remember him making that move to pinch hit for the pitcher in the third inning. Just, it was obvious it was just to break up the the strikeout streak. And I remember actually being amused by it at the time. That was the kind of the general tone was, I, I feel like people around us, Understood what was happening and were kind of amused by the whole thing, but um, but I am that's never- worse
1: than the, that's <laughs> that's worse than the guy bunting for a base hit down eleven to nothing and a no hitter in the ninth inning. I mean, as far as just stupid, gutless, cowardly things to do. Now people are I. I seen someone get mad at someone bunting down to nothing in the ninth. And I'm like, that's a perfectly legitimate play. Okay. Like, sure. You know, a bloop and a blast. Right. So yep. you can't get the bloop. So you're hoping for a bunt and a blast. Right. But down 11, 0 that's weak sauce, man. Just like everything that Tommy was sort of has ever done in his entire miserable, insignificant life, including the worst, commercials since dan marino and his isotoner gloves with i I just have a shake for breakfast a shake for lunch and then a sensible dinner even some pasta yeah tommy we get it you're italian you're a big fat gross disgusting italian we get it
0: (laughs) rant over wow la russa la sorda marino Italian bombs, you, you, you keep my last name in mind, Gabe. Um,
1: <laughs> you know what? None of that had anything to do with them all being Italian. <laughs> that just, happened
0: to, that just happened to be a thing, I guess. I know, I'm just giving you a hard time. Um, anyway, so for this episode, this is going to be fun. Um, back in May when we were 50 games into the season, we did an episode. Structured around over unders on uh, different stats, uh, you know, different kind of scenarios for the team, and you and I both um, made predictions on those over unders, and we're going to do another uh, kind of revised over under going into the final 68 games of the season uh, today, Gabe. I have some, I have some, some new scenarios for you, but before we get to those, I would like to revisit what we said. Uh, back in May, when we were, uh, again, about 50 games into the season, uh, I don't know how much you recall these, but I went back and I listened and I am keeping score now. So uh, I'm going to give you a quick rundown and then give you, a, after each after each uh, scenario, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pause and give you the opportunity to comment if you want to, or you can simply say, I got nothing to say. Sound good? Wait
1: on me. Wait on me, man. <laughs>
0: All right. Scenario one, Astros total wins for the season. We put the over under at 96 and a half wins. Gabe, you took the under. I'm sorry. You took the over. I took the under. Um, Where are you at? What do you have to say about that today, July 17th?
1: Okay. This is what I have to say. (laughs) We have seven with the A's with the Rockies and six with the Royals. That's 15 games. If we go 14 and one, we'll be on pace <laughs> to hit the over on the 96 <laughs> and a half. 14 and club, one we better club some baby seals.
0: <laughs> All right. Um I like it. Do you do you think that they're going to go 14 and one in those games, Gabe?
1: Uh no, it's baseball, man. It's it it's baseball. baseball. We'll probably go 12 and 3 or 11 and 4 or something like that agreed
0: okay uh good we'll see what happens um Jose abreu we set the over under on 0. 0.0 f4 I took the over on that and you took the under what do you and think boy about that?
1: he he uh he I think he was at negative one at the time and he ran it all the way down to like negative 1.4 or something like that like he he did not stop shoveling man he kept digging that shovel <laughs> But he's hot. He's on fire. I, I don't I don't ascribe to your F war. I I do everything with B war. I'm a baseball reference guy, as you know well know. I don't want that thought, man. I'm a Dapper Dan man. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. Dapper Dan man, baseball reference man, <laughs> you know. Uh, but since since you set the deal on F4, I don't know what it is. I know he's at negative one half of a win now on baseball reference. What is he on fan He's graphic?
0: at negative 0. 0.7. So still a ways Ooh. to go. Still a ways to go. He's – uh. I think the I think he bottomed out at one negative one point two on F four, okay. so not even halfway back yet. But but chipping away, um, you know. I don't I don't know. I I think that's still the right number 0. 0.0. I think that's the number to beat.
1: I you know I don't know how much the positional adjustment is going to hurt him. And I don't know how much his defense is hurting him. I think you know if he could get to a one hundred you know OPS plus or WRC. I would consider that to be pretty good from where he was. Yeah. And I think he's up to what, eighty two, eighty three, eighty four, something like that on yeah. his OPS plus? Right around there, yeah. And that was from, you know, the depths of he was at one point in time worse than Maldonado. Oh, he was if like he can, in the, in if the 40s. If you can fathom or 50s. that. He was in the 40s. Yeah. He was like 47 and Maldonado was clipping along at like 51 or 52 or something like that. So, Oof. I mean, he's got he's gotten back a whole heck of a lot of what he had bad. Um, I'm still probably going to take the under because we're starting to run out of time and I think his defense is dragging him down. It will. But, That's uh, true. I, I mean – hopefully we hit the over, but I'm going to guess that he's at, uh, negative, you know, point one or point two or something.
0: Yeah. Uh, going down the list, you proposed, uh, that Andrew me would melt down based on dusty's lineups in 60% of the remaining games for the season. And I would say, Gabe, I took the under on that. You didn't actually weigh in, uh, I have melted down a few times Um, Bly Madras at designated hitter uh, that did it for me the other day, but um, I think my clip is far below 60% of the game since we've had that conversation. I think I, I think I'm down to about once a week now. So, uh, so I think I'm in good shape there. Here's a funny one. I set the total innings pitched for the 2023 season for Lance McCullers at 75 innings
1: and i immediately said under
0: <laughs> because i said that was a bad number and then you said
1: 55 and i was like oh that might be a bad I, that might be a better number
0: so for context i think that's the way i recall it that's yeah, why I, I, I listened right? to it today yeah um and at the time apparently lance was throwing off of you know flat ground uh for whatever that was worth which ends up uh, wasn't worth anything um we both took the under, but yeah, 75 was kind of a, in, in hindsight, kind of a laughable um, uh, figure that I set. Here's another good one. You came back with the over-under on innings pitched in the major leagues for Forrest Whitley at four and a half innings. Did I just take the over or the under? You took the over, I took the under. I mean, you never
1: know with this organization, right? But they said you know, oh, he's not done for the year. Dana Brown said that. This was before his injury, right? Yep. Dana Brown said, oh, he's not done for the year. He's going to come back in August. If he does, we are so jammed up in the bullpen that you'd have to think he easily hits over, right, in September. Probably. You'd have to think he, he easily gets five or six innings, either one start or a couple of long relief mop-ups, but I, I don't believe them with anything to do with that. I think you know, coming back in August when they say that in in May means probably look for an amputation in October.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he got hurt after we made this, uh, this episode. So can't hold that one against you. Uh, going down the list, here's one. Yainer Diaz, we had the over-under at 200 plate appearances, Gabe. Guess what he's at right now?
1: 210
0: it's just a guess 198 so okay so we both took the over um, and we're gonna both I I guess clear that uh, pretty easily I think he has gotten more frequent uh, playing time with Jordan out so uh, hopefully that keeps up once Jordan comes back uh, we had Bregman uh, over under 130 WRC plus, which was a little ambitious. I think I took the over. You took the under. He comes in today at 108, so that's going to be an uphill battle for me.
1: You have as much chance of winning now as I do on my over 96 and a half total wins. <laughs> <once>, I think.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was I was hoping for Alex to make up a little a little more ground uh, in the mid-day. I The dream's not over; it's doable. 108, you know. He's uh he like I said he had a a, a two ten or something WRC plus for the month of August last year so I have faith in him. Uh, Drew Gilbert, we had an over under at half an at bat for the twenty twenty three season. I took the over. You took the under. He's currently at zero. Um,
1: he got hurt after we had that discussion, just like Whitley. Right, and and he didn't miss any time because they, but they DH'd him for like a month, yeah. And he ju- he's hit a couple home runs in the last week. He was clearly not right. I guess they just decided they'd rather him be up there and fail and see pitches, or I I don't know what the rationale was, but they clearly thought it was better for his development for him to go up there and play hurt. I don't know if I agree, but they
0: didn't yeah, ask me. They didn't ask me either. Um so we'll see on that one. Last few Altuve, we had at three f four. I took the over. You took the under. He's at one point one. If he had just not strained his oblique or whatever his second injury was this season, he was he was actually on a on a really good pace. Uh, but he's missed enough time now, where that's getting more and more unlikely. So uh, it looks like he might not. Hit that. Hunter Brown, we had an over-under at an ERA of three and a half. I took the over. You took the under. He's currently at 4.12. I will say, his FIP is in the threes, so it is well below that 4.12. So, it's conceivable he's had a little bit of bad luck uh, with home runs and things like that, timing, sequencing, whatever, uh, over the last several starts. I can tell
1: you where he's had, I can tell you where he's had a lot of bad luck
0: uh-huh what's that
1: they they took away diaz as his catcher he had a 2.3 era with diaz catching him and he's got five era with uh the pitcher was for maldi catching him <laughs>
0: uh yeah well I, I still hope that you end up prevailing in that in that one i would love to see his uh him kind of get back on track and uh you know, be as dominant as he looked his first couple months of the season. Christian Javier, we set the – oh, Gabe. We set the strikeout over under at 190. Uh, We both took the over. He's currently at 89 strikeouts. I'm
1: going to go ahead and say we would tear that ticket up if we were on the horse track uh, before they even come down the turn, right? (laughs) You go And down the stretch they come, we would already be tearing up our Christian Javier 200 strikeout ticket, right?
0: Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that one's not. He's not going to probably get close to that. Uh and then the last one, we had Jordan Alvarez, WRC plus of 170. We both took the over. You emphasized the word over when you made your announcement. Um and he's currently at 166. Obviously that's a rate stat, so his injury time has not really impacted that at all. So uh I think we're I think we're um Um, he's right there right now. So just a a matter of getting back and being healthy and being his normal self, and I think uh, he'll surpass that number.
1: See, I'd go ahead and bet under now just because, Hmm. you know, you come back in the middle of the year and it seems like there's a week or two adjustment period. And when you're looking at trying to have something as high as 170, you know, a couple of bad weeks can sort of mess that up. He's good.
0: not he's not gonna have any bad weeks. Um, so that no wh- adjustment period. <laughs> just no. none. He is immune. Uh, he'll be fine. Those were the scenarios we reviewed in May. and now, Gabe, I've got some new ones for you. Uh, and okay. I think you do for me as well. And I've categorized them this time. I've categorized these scenarios uh, into three categories. The first one is availability. The second one is performance, and the third one is overall team. So not individual over unders. Okay. Are you ready to dive into this? Yes. Category one: availability, and we've talked about this. That uh, as the you know with the trade line approaching trade deadline approaching, and uh, the conversation we had last week about uh, you know what what a, what a, a good approach to the trade deadline might be. Um, one of the main points that we emphasized was that if you don't have healthy Altuve and healthy Alvarez, your lineup is not going to be good enough anyway. Uh, so it, it, it it's all kind of predicated. The fate of the season is kind of predicated on both of those guys. I have an over-under for both of them. All right. For the rest of the season to play 52 more games. There are 68 games left in the season, Gabe. Are you taking the over or under on 52 games for Jose Altuve? Under. Under. Explain.
1: Probably got another week
0: and a half at
1: least that he's going to miss. So that 68 becomes uh, 58, and then Dusty's going to have to rest him every fourth day. Because that seems like that's what Dusty do. So, you know, I'm going to say 48 or fifty.
0: Okay, so you're taking a few games under that 52.
1: A few games under, yep.
0: I, too, am going to go under. It's just been, you know, that season for Altuve with the broken thumb, with the, you know, even when he came back from that, he hasn't seemed to be able to remain on the field consistently. So uh, with his advanced-ish age, right, I think he's 33 this year. Um, To your point, with the way that Dusty will probably be very, Uh, cautious with him once Altuve does come back I think he's going to check in around 50 games too so we're on the same page there how about for Jordan Alvarez 52 games for Jordan under under again now tell me have I not read that he is about to start a rehab assignment and should be back in a few days
1: well he's gonna start on Friday but then he didn't because this is what happens with the asterisks. Mm-hmm. They say they're going to do something. And you know, Michael Brantley's he, he plateaued, but he's okay. And, you know, Urquidy, it's, it's just all nonsense, man. It's all nonsense. If it, and then this is just the year that if it can go wrong, it will go wrong. So I don't know. He's going to have some sort of soft tissue pull a quad or a hammy or something like that. And he's going to miss another 25 or 30 games somewhere. In addition to, whew, you know, another eight or 10 games before he gets in there.
0: So how many games do you think your Don's going to play the rest of the way? 30, 30 out of 68.
1: Yep. Man. And I'm going to be very, very sad,
0: man. Uh, okay. So the third guy that I think we both agree, if he can't be healthy, you cannot replace him at the trade deadline with anybody, realistically. And it doesn't really matter what else we do. Is Fromber going to make more or fewer than nine and a half starts the rest of the way?
1: What's they give him? Um, That would give him three skips. More. something something like more. that. I I'm gonna go with more. Framber is a horse. He he will he will post and he will gut it out and I think he's okay.
0: So he's over nine and a half starts.
1: Yeah, I've got over on Framber.
0: That's great. That's terrific. I'm gonna go under on that one. But I'm gonna go over on Jordan at fifty two games and under on Altuve. So um Again, the, the idea with those three is that to me, and tell me if you disagree, but the, the season more or less um hinges on the availability of those three players. Would you agree with that?
1: Certainly our ability to make any noise in the playoffs does. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um I could imagine a scenario where Framer misses a month. <laughs> and we piece it together, especially if we get an, a starting pitcher at the trade deadline. I mean, because a month for a pitcher is what, six or seven starts? Yeah. You know, if you if you had Javier pitching a little bit better and then you added some of the deadline. I mean, you, you know, look, let's just say we crapped the bed and all five or six of the starts you would have. That's only five or six losses, right? That yeah. can be made up for. So, um, I don't know that Framber. You know, I don't know that any of them collectively. I don't know that any of them individually will ruin us, but if they're all three out collectively, that'll be really bad. Okay, yeah, Um, we're scoring some runs. I mean, not against the Mariners, but we scored runs (laughs) against the Rangers. We scored runs against the Rockies, and we scored runs against the uh, the the Angels. Without you know, without those two hitters, Um, Chaz, dare I say, is starting to play is starting to play a lot um, and he's lighting the world on fire. I saw a little Chaz nugget for you the other day. Of all the players with 200 plate appearances and Chaz just barely qualifies. Yep. He's got the sixth highest OPS amongst all outfielders.
0: Yep. Sixth. Uh, the Breathing Orange Fire podcast has been banging this drum all season long that Chaz McCormick is a good center fielder, a good everyday center fielder. And I feel like Andrew, That's not, is... that's that's
1: Andrew, that's not true right now. He's great right he's now. He's a great... War, yeah. He's played 54 games if you multiplied his war by three. Mm-hmm. He's at the one-third point of the season, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: He'd be at like seven and a half war. That's Mike Trout territory, man.
0: So... That takes us to our next over-under scenario as we get into the performance portion of this discussion. Hold on, no, hold discussion. on, hold on. Okay. Hold on, I've
1: got a perform. I, I, I mean, I've got an availability to be Okay, back. you do. Right okay, you. let's hear it. 68 games, <clears throat> over-under, 59 and a half starts for Maldonado <laughs> at catcher. 68 games, 59 and a
0: half. <laughs> I got
1: to so go. Th- th- That's a joke, basically. But, I mean, the joke is I'm going to say over. (laughs) Dusty would play Maldonado (laughs) with a broken bone and an amputated arm. He'd hold the bat like, like, uh, like, dadgummit, Jim Abbott. Like, he would send them up there with a Jim Abbott hook to hold the bat. And it wouldn't matter if it was his throwing hand because he doesn't throw anyone off or his glove hand because he doesn't catch the ball. He leads the majors and pass balls and was very integral to losing that game for us on Saturday night. And it doesn't matter if it's either of – he could have a hook for either of his batting hands because he's going to hit 154, but he's going to play eight or nine out of every ten games at catcher.
0: Um, It may have been a joke, Gabe, but I think it's quite telling that – I actually did have to think about it for a moment <laughs> and I I think if I was actually setting that over under as like some sort of betting line, I don't know that it would be that far from 59 and a half like where would you really no, set the, it
1: the real over under is you you multiply by you divide by five and then multiply by four because he's getting four out of every five times through the start right okay so where, be... <laughs> where would that get us
0: around 50.
1: 56 oh good lord it's even worse than i
0: thought that yeah is, with 68 that games yeah 56 i'm telling you that, that your number isn't that much of a joke oh <laughs> it, it it is because it should be 12 man is over under should be 12 it should be the inverse of yeah the, the it, should be however time.
1: Many, it should be however many starts for amber has left in him yeah that should be how many times he plays oh
0: man that's, that's upsetting that your joke is actually, I don't even know if I would take the, un... I'd probably take the under at 59 and a half, but not by much, man. Not by much.
1: It's disgusting. It's absurd. It is so
0: gross. It is so
1: gross and disgusting.
0: I, I Again, we talk about it every single week, but like at what point does, you is there an intervention? Can... Why can't there you be an Intervention. There's...
1: You keep thinking there's going to be a tipping point, right? You're like, hey. There has to be. He can't catch the ball. He can't throw <laughs> anyone out. They're running all over the place. He's at negative eight runs defensively.
0: Ugh. So he literally does nothing well.
1: Nothing. But the intangibles, you know, he's oh the pitcher God. whisperer. Except for the fact that now after after – France gave him uh, three Ernie's and in five innings the other day. He now has a higher ERA with every single starting pitcher than Diaz does.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Every single one, he's got a higher ERA than. I mean, except for, you know, Frammer doesn't have an ERA with, with uh, Diaz, right? Because he's yeah. never caught him, you know? Right. And I mean, he's just, oh, it makes me sad. We need to move on. I already had a rant in Las and Big Fat Lasorda that was in good fun, but this is not fun anymore. This just makes me sad because it's so painful.
0: Agreed. Okay. All right. Can I get to Chaz now? You know. Yes,
1: you can get to Chaz. You know how
0: excited I get about this. I know. Um, so you mentioned this. So you spoiled this a little bit already, but Chaz enters today at 2.1 f4 okay that's in 54 games (laughs) uh i am gonna put the over under for him for the for the season at three and a half f4 gabe are you going over that number are you going under
1: I'm definitely gonna go over if we trade him somewhere for a <laughs> for a bag of magic beans, and the other team is smart enough to just write him in the center field every. You, this week. is my
0: night day. nightmarish scenario. You know, like Tampa is gonna fleece us and get Chaz. You know what? And they're gonna play him every day, and he's gonna be like a five-win player. I you can't that can't happen, Gabe. That can't happen. But that scenario does have to be baked into your logic when you're projecting um you know, whether he goes over or under three and a half war for the year.
1: He's going over. Uh, I, I mean, I think that this is one that we actually have a tipping point on that we have. Actually, we had because I said it with all the media people in there. There's some sort of whisper whisper campaign going on there. And this is one that they're willing to um, to stand to stand up on, I guess, and just say, hey, he needs to play every day. And he's he's basically playing every way. Also, you know, I sort of halfway expect Jake Myers to be traded if we can get what we perceive to be fair value for him. Mm-hmm. And look, Jake Myers is a four. He's a four um, years of club control player left that prorates out to three or three or three and a half war over a full season. Right. That that's very valuable. I mean, if you're talking about a surplus value, that's like 45 or 50 million in surplus value. Yeah. Could he be the center plate piece of a trade for Hayter and Blake Snell or something like that? Yes. Yes, he could. Now we'd have to add some prospects, probably, because Hayter and Snell are both a lot better, but they're both in their walkier, right? I mean, you're you're looking at trading out 12 war for maybe three war to end the season, right? Um, but you know, we'd still have to throw in some prospects. But I, I feel like some sort of deal like that is coming. Now I hope, you know. We don't trade him for for Strowman. I think the the Sox would have to throw in something on that. That's a name we're we linked to. But if if Myers gets traded away, then the only dude that can play center field is Dubon, and they've got him busy playing shortstop and second base. You mean the so only I,
0: the only guy beyond Chaz who can play center field?
1: That's right. That's right. Yeah. The only the only guy who can take away um, Chaz's innings from him, Chaz's games from him. So. Um, I think he's going. I, I think he's going over, and I think he's going to play every day. Um, but I don't think he's going to get. I don't think he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna get two and a half or three war in the way he has so far no. in the amount of time he's played. I, but I, I, think he's good for one and a half if he's playing center field every day. Yeah, yeah, and that, that would put him w- in a four war, four war season, which is which is great, especially when you consider how much time he's missed through, you know, that one injury and just the obstinacy of an octogenarian.
0: That's right. And this, you know, he's what, 27, 28 years old. He's right in kind of his theoretical prime years, right? He's, he's in his third year in the big leagues. Now he's kind of reached the, the age at which, you know, guys tend to produce at, at their maximal level. So, you know, uh, a few more years of team control. I just, I know we we always talk about it, but I hope it's one of the things that'll tell me something about Dana Brown. Right? Is how they value Chaz this year and going forward. If you're if you're correct in that there has been a whisper campaign or some sort of deliberate effort to get the message across that Chaz needs to be in the lineup every day. Uh, I hope that that's right, and I hope that that originated from the front office because that would give me. Uh, I have no reason to to be dubious of Dana Brown at this point, but I also don't really know what to expect from him. He hasn't had a chance to do too much yet. But uh, I think to me it would go a long way if the front office you know, indicates that they believe – you know what? It's not even about belief, Gabe. It's really about just understanding what you have in Chaz, which – I don't know why, but Dusty sure doesn't. And it feels like a big portion of Astros fans don't either, maybe just because of the way that he's been used. But he just seems so underrated. I don't know what people need to see. He's got, uh, you know, certainly not flashy numbers, but solid above average offensively, above average defensively, at a premium defensive position. Like, what do people need to see from this guy? But maybe, maybe that's uh, maybe they've seen it now, and maybe the tide I, has turned there. I I was online. I was on a
1: website today, and someone was arguing that he can't play center field because his arm is too weak. I'm like, oh my god, his arm's not great. That's true. What does that matter? Three times a year at center field. I mean, like, do you know how many? Guess how many total outfield assists George Springer has? He's in the eighth or ninth year of his career. When he played center field, okay, so he probably five or six entire years playing center field, right? He's got 15, Andrew, 15 outfield (laughs) assists in his career. It doesn't matter. Arm for a center fielder is not important. No one in center field has a great arm. No one's throwing people out. We're not in the Biggio territory where Biggio is playing center field and then even left field. God bless his heart one year. And someone tagged up from second to third on a medium hit ball to to left field. And it wasn't like Vince Coleman or anything like that. It was just a, a guy, you know, I mean, we haven't reached that, that period or anything like that. It's fine. His arm is not great. No one in center field has a great arm. Meyer's arm isn't great. It doesn't matter. Your job in center field is to run down baseballs. Chaz does a pretty good job of that. I saw this pretty interesting cat, interesting stat in his entire career. On 50-50 or less balls, Andrew. Chaz has only failed to record outs on two of those. So wow. all the balls that you know he should have at least a 50% chance of, of catching. Only two has he ever not caught the ball.
0: Yeah. And also it's is... doing the
1: competent job, part of his job. That's doing the part of his job that's necessary.
0: That's right. And also is the owner of one of the great catches in the history of the franchise, right? Last October. So, that's right. That's right. Uh, not that one play, the, certainly that's anecdotal, but I mean, it's not out of the ordinary. Great play. It's not out of the ordinary he a, for him. He, he has great range. He has good range.
1: He made a great play in left center field this year, in minute made park two. that. It was, that was pretty spectacular climbing the wall and, I was like, oh, that's a really good play. And then every time I saw it, I was like, it just kept getting better and better the slower I watched it. You know, it was like, it was great, you know?
0: You know what his situation reminds me a little bit of, you see this phenomenon in the NFL a lot, right? Where imagine if Chaz McCormick was a first-round pick out of out of college or something, right? And it took him a, a few extra years to get to the big leagues, but he had the exact same career to this point that, um you know that he has in real life but he was a first round pick how different do you think the narrative around him would be especially this year i mean people would be giddy about how he's finally you know he's he's finally arrived and you you see this in the nfl right with 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 depending on where guys are drafted
1: yeah no i i think that's a really good point um Yeah, I mean, I think that's right. Now, I'm going to take a little bit of the opposite side of you, and I don't think we're really on opposite sides here. I am perfectly fine with them trading Chaz. No problem. Outfield is an organizational strength. In the same way, I said I would be okay with them trading Tucker, right? But if you trade Chaz, you damn well, because outfield's the deepest part of us, you damn well better get Dylan Dylan Cease or something like that, right? A a, a top-of-the-rotation pitcher, with three years of club control left, right? I mean what's lunacy is I see people talking about trading Chaz for a rental. Yeah. Or Chaz plus for a rental. Yeah. And it just makes me want to pull my hair out. If you want to get if you want to get someone that you think can be at least as good as Hunter Brown going forward and they have two and a half or more years of club control as a starting pitcher I would do that deal because I think Chaz is, is more replaceable, right? We got Gilbert coming now, again, that would make me really want to sign Tucker even more because, you know, we need someone in there. Like we need one of the guys to be sort of a long-term solution in the outfield for us. In addition to what we supplement with, you know, from the minor leagues and, um, you know, as long as we get the right kind of value for Chaz, yeah. then that's fine. But what I'm saying is that's big value, right? If you're talking about a guy that finished top five in the Cy Young Award balloting last year, and has three more years of club control, right? I mean, that's the kind of guy that I would be asking for if someone asked me about Chaz.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't disagree with you at all. Um, you can't trade, you can't trade Chaz for a rental. That. I just don't see how who you could get that would make that make sense. Who you could reasonably get that would make that make sense. Mm. Um and uh, I, I'm one, fine.
1: what one so, one soto? <laughs> I mean he's not a rental, but he's got a year and a half. Really, it's only a year of actual stuff for the, the for the Padres. I mean, you know, I, I'm not saying Chaz for Soto would have been get it done, but I don't know, maybe Chaz and France and Archety or something like that uh, you know some sort of deal like that where you take Jazz plus a solid player for a superstar with a year and a half I mean, so, I, somewhere in that in, in that neighborhood
0: I could see it but um with the, with that specific scenario I don't I given what the Padres have have done the last few years I don't I don't see them moving on from Soto yet I bet they go Oh I agree I bet they go all in, but yeah. I was
1: just looking for something sort of like, hey, like this would be the kind of thing. This is the only kind of guy that I would trade him for that's on a short deal.
0: Yeah. Now, look, you can trade anybody so long as you get fair value and you value them properly, right? Um, And to me, Chaz is one of the most valuable trade, potential trade chips the Astros have in the organization, right? You're talking about a guy who, as we said at nauseum, uh, is a, a good to very good center fielder, everyday center fielder with what three or four years of team. Control. He's making seven hundred fifty thousand dollars this year, Gabe. Uh, that's that's a ton of value. That's a ton. That's your starting center fielder for three or four years at basically league minimum and some arb- arbitration years. Um, you, you you're probably
1: looking at uh, you know if he plays at center field for the last three and a half years of his contract, you're probably looking at something along the lines of, oh, I would say conservatively, maybe 12 war for 20 million. Yeah. You know, you're looking for, you know, a war under 2 million when the going rate on the market is 10 million per war that we always talk about. And you're going to bang, 2 million per war. Um, And by the way, I I know what our next week, uh, our, our next week episode is going to be. We're going to do a draft on Astro's trade chips in the organization.
0: I love it. I love it. Um, that, that's all good. And you're correct. Chaz has a ton of trade value. Um, I like to think that the organization realizes that even if dusty does not see his value still, but, um, i I feel good about giving Chaz a little bit extra conversation this week because he is your American League player of the week for the uh <laughs> the week coming out of the All-Star game, which I guess means he was more like the player of the weekend, but whatever. He had three bombs. He's um he was on base constantly. Uh just let the guy play, man. I've
1: got I've got one for you, Andrew. All right. Mm-hmm. Yanni or Diaz. We're gonna go from your from, from your love affair to mine. <laughs> okay. Yanni or Diaz. Nine and a half walks between now and the end of the year. <laughs> I mean, does- have more, starting today. Starting today, right, right? How
0: many does he have entering today? Seven, I want to say. Seven walks and two hundred plate appearances.
1: But he's got two in the last three days.
0: Oh my god! Um, nine and a half. So, if I'm projecting out. He's got seven, you said, in two hundred plays. Something like that.
1: Something like that. Look, his his average is like two sixty seven, and his on base is like two eighty four. Yeah. So that's like that, that, That's like one point seven per one hundred. But he's got a couple sacrifice flies that are kind of throttling that, that mm-hmm. back a little bit. Okay. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's that's sort of what's what's going on there.
0: That's been his first 200 plate appearances in the big leagues. He is trending toward this could just be sequential anomaly. But you could also say if two walks in three games, I think you said is 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 a yeah. trend. It's probably not. But um what he the hell walk,
1: he had a walk last week too so i mean this, this is like probably three in the last 10 or 11 days it's he had not a great walk last you week can remember
0: a guy having a walk
1: a week ago right i mean that's not good
0: i may get more excited for his walks than for any other outcome um uh, like uh, i do for sure i for yeah. sure i do um i'm gonna go over gabe i'm gonna say that he becomes a little bit more mature of a hitter in his next 200 plate appearances uh which he may get over the remainder of the season. Andrew, um, you're
1: wrong. If you're right on your Yordan, you're wrong there because Maldonado is going to catch fifty nine freaking games. I know Yordan's these... going to DH. So, so. Yanni or Diaz has about seventeen games left to play. There's no way he's getting nine <laughs> walks in seventeen
0: games, Andrew. There's no way. Here's the thing with the over/under is that all my uh, predictions don't have to make sense together. Um, That's true. I can That's play true. the odds and and and, uh, and 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 kind of hedge against each other, right? So. I'm gonna say I don't know how many plate appearances he's gonna get. I'm gonna say he gets about ten walks for the rest of the year. I'm gonna go over nine and a half because he's becoming a more mature hitter. And as you and I have discussed, I don't know that we've said it outright on this podcast, but if Janer Diaz can walk Gabe, I don't know, five this to seven twice a week. Five to seven percent of the time. Yeah. He's an all star. He's an all star. Because he can hit if he plays every day. If he plays every day and walks well, twice right. a week. W- once yes, he's, once he's allowed to play, kind of the whole the whole Chaz thing, right? Once he's allowed to play, um, you know, he's above average defensively by the metrics I've seen. And he can hit. He can just flat out hit. If he can just add a little plate discipline to his uh to his game, I mean, he's an all star gabe.
1: Hits the ball harder than everyone other than Jordan.
0: Mm-hmm. I had a, I, I had a Diaz uh, over under for you if you want to go, um, yeah, go ahead piggyback on this one. We're on this. He will end the season over or under seventeen and a half home runs. He comes into today with ten. Under, I don't believe he can hit eight home runs in the next in the next seventeen games he plays.
1: That's all he's got left. He's going to play seventeen. You really don't think you
0: you don't think something's going to happen like it did with Chaz, where he's going to be? You said you said Jordan is going to play in thirty more games this year. Well, I
1: can play the probabilities. It doesn't have (laughs) to make sense. It doesn't have to make sense altogether.
0: Okay, fair. I'm gonna go under two. Yeah. I think he's gonna end up with 16 home runs. Um, I think. I think. I, I agree that part of that is gonna be playing time uh, and him getting fewer starts than he obviously
1: deserves. Than yeah. Than he deserves and has earned. Yeah. Where's the meritocracy on this team?
0: Where is the meritocracy? You, Intangibles, you have- Gabe. Intangibles. We got a veteran catcher who knows how to work with the pitchers. He works. Why with do you them. not have?
1: Why do you not have to earn your spot on this team?
0: Why? I, I don't know. I wish I could argue with you about this, but I, I can't even pretend to take a an opposing viewpoint. Then this
1: would be one that that Stephen A. and whatever student she has in that has to take to the opposite <laughs> side. This would be one they wouldn't even talk about because the other guy would just flat out say, "I refuse to carry water." for Maldonado. Yep. No. No reasonable rational uh, fan can do it at this point. I can't in even time.
0: pretend. I can't even pretend. Oh, you'd be surprised. I think there are some out there that that are Maldonado truthers RR. That...
1: RR, and are reasonable and rational. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Let's move on. Um I have one more performance over under for you. Yeah, I don't I don't want you to start sobbing again like you did The other day Um, Hunter Brown enters today with 94 innings pitched for the season. Do you see him going over or under a total of 135 innings this season? That means 41 more innings. Counting playoffs or not counting playoffs? Nope. Regular season.
1: Give me the over still he's young he's healthy and we are not exactly swimming and pitching <laughs> I think they're gonna keep pushing him through I mean I think that I think that if we were cruising to a playoff berth that he'd find that 15-day IL trip that we talked about but um I don't think we can afford to do that man
0: yeah that's a conservative one it's it's seven to eight more starts it seems like an obvious over, right. But I, I, I kind of set that number where it is cause that represents more innings than he's ever thrown in a professional season. Right. Uh, by about 10 innings, I think. So, um, I don't know how they're going to handle that. I don't, you know, I don't, again, I, I, I don't know the dynamics between the front office and, and how playing time is allocated. Um, I don't know if the front office has interest in conserving his arm. I, I think they would. To your point, if we didn't have, you know, Arcidi on the shelf, Garcia gone, McCullers gone, Fromber a little bit um, iffy. I think his latest soft tissue uh, ailment is a calf. So we'll see how that plays out. But, and Javier and Javier is bad. And Javier's not himself. Um, yeah, I don't I don't I, I tend to agree with you that they can't afford to hold Brown's inning count down at all. But at the same time, he is a rookie and that represents a you know, a, a season total that he's never um achieved before. So So his, so to your point earlier, his ERA is still good
1: uh, in this run environment. He's got he should have a, a positive ERA plus, right? Um better mm-hmm. than average. Um, his fit is excellent um it's not all-star level but it's it's in the it's very' it's strong the very strong right having a three and a half FIP or three point6 FIP or whatever he said it was yep i he he's he's punching out dudes um and he's he's made every start um you know it, it it's not been as good as i want it to be um you know where i assign the blame for that uh but yep. It's still plenty good enough that with everything else going bad around you, you, you just say, "You can't pass up the opportunity for a guy that's gonna, that's kept you in every game." Yeah, I, I mean, has he been shelled yet? Has there been a game where he just, you know, said, "Whoa, incoming, look out!" And, and we we're just non-competitive. I can't remember a single game that that <laughs> no. that we're non-competitive of his in.
0: Not really. No.
1: He's a chance to win every timeout, just like Framber Yep, has just like JP France has, by the way.
0: Yeah, I don't have a um, a performance over under on JP France, but I, I thought about it. I still I'm still not sure what to think about France, but I've I've you know, I've been dubious that he can maintain kind of, uh you know, the 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 run prevention that he has uh, that he's shown to date. But d- damn, if he doesn't keep doing it every time out. Right.
1: Yeah, and I mean, the, the two runs he gave away, um, two of the runs he gave up last game were unearned. Um, was yeah. it a Maldonado pass ball?
0: Um, there's no, a it was non- a Bregman error. There's, there's there a non-zero a chance that it was a Maldonado pass ball. Um, I think it was a Bregman error yeah. on Friday. Um, Gabe, I've got two more scenarios for you. They're both related to overall team outcomes. This is kind of brass tacks, if you will. All right. There are 68 games left in the season, Gabe. Over under on 39 and a half Astros wins from here to the end of the season.
1: 39, 68. So you said 39 or 39 and a half?
0: 39 and a half. So again, we're yeah, we're 40 we're fifty-two and, 40. and forty-two entering today. So okay, that...
1: I'm going to go with over because I okay. said
0: eleven and four or twelve and three
1: against the terrible teams, right? So mm-hmm. let's say it's eleven and four. Um, then that means we got to go twenty-nine and twenty-five against the rest of the league. Is that right?
0: That sounds right.
1: Yeah, give me over.
0: Okay. Forty wins puts this team at 92 to end the season, which is right around that area that we've uh, kind of got to be a
1: playoff team, right? It's got to be a playoff team. I would team, think right? that would be a 87 playoff team. Made the,
0: 87 made the playoffs last year? I think that's right. Or, Something like that. To the surprise of no one, I'm going to take the under on that. I'm going to say, but that's, I think, I don't know. You tell me, is that number about in the right place if you were setting it?
1: Man, it just it's it just depends on our dudes and the training yeah. deadline. I mean if 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 we get 50 games out of Alvarez, 50 games out of Altuve, um, 10 starts out of Framber and we add someone or something in the deadline. I'm not talking about an all-star superstar, but you know, someone designed to 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 take some of the load off, then then yeah, I mean, I gotta think we easily go way over, right? if none of those guys comes back it's probably an under
0: yeah uh to add a little more context there the current record 5242 is a 553 winning percentage uh winning 40 games over the rest of the season would be a 588 winning percentage so about a uh about a 30 30- five point uh increase there in winning percentage. So not out of the realm of possibility by any means, especially if you get your, you know, your two best offensive players back. Um yeah,
1: that's right. We just
0: I mine's
1: as much of it as a, a schedule. Mine's yeah. a schedule bet yeah. as much as anything else. Okay. I mean we just we've played most of our hard games. We got six with the Yankees and six with the Red Sox. Those are both last place teams right now. I guess we've got Baltimore would be the toughest team that we've got six games left with. Um, Texas, I guess. Um, Texas and Baltimore. Yeah, those are great. I mean, we've got the Braves out of the way. We got the Dodgers out of the way. We've got uh, we've got at the Rays out of the at the Rays out of the way. And we haven't gotten you know to Kansas City. We haven't gotten to we haven't finished up our Colorado. We haven't gotten you know done with oakland so yeah there's just some some teams that shouldn't be all that good on our schedule between here and there that's that's what i'm my bet is on 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 saying over
0: all right last one 1.5 playoff series one by the astros when it's all said and done
1: Don't edit this out. They need to see that I had a super long 10-second pause while I thought about this. Okay. Um, over. 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 All right, explain. So here – so one of two things. There's there's two ways I can get to the over. We get all healthy, and we cruise in the playoffs as a healthy team with a buy. And we win two games and go to the World Series. Two series and go to the World Series. Because I said a healthy asterisk team is the team I would pick to go to the World Series. Okay? Mm -hmm. Okay. The other way we can do this is we limp into the playoffs as the third wildcard team. Right. You know who we get? We get the AL Central winner.
0: That's right. Minnesota or... Uh, probably Minnesota I guess as of today
1: and then we get the worst division winner mm-hmm. as the other game okay because the the one seed plays the four or five game okay so we get the twins and then we get the Rangers and I'm gonna say if we get in the if we get in to the playoffs even if we're not a rolling ball but you're nice I like us over both of those teams. Okay. You saw us go up there and beat the Rangers three out of four when they wrapped both hands directly around their neck, right? With our worst pitching matchups. Yep. And their best one. They set the lineup and they gave their best four. They threw their best four at us. We threw the guys that were our five, six, eight, and eleven starters in our organization to start the year. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I Give me the Astros over the Rangers in the playoffs. They've never done it before. I'm not going to say that that's like dispositive, but I, I think it matters somewhat. I think you're, you'd be talking about two, you know, equal-ish teams at that point in time, and I think it. I, I think that experience matters a little bit, at least.
0: I don't disagree. I'm going to take the under on one and a half playoff series wins, and it's it's a less interesting and insightful uh, rationale than yours. I'm just going to say, I look at, can I
1: guess your rationale? (laughs)
0: Yeah. You think there's a, you think there's a 40% chance we don't make it in the playoffs? (laughs) Well, (laughs) that's part of it. I, I I think there's a, 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 you know, a not insignificant chance. We don't make the playoffs at all. Right. So that's baked in. And then each playoff series to me, the short series, man, they're more or less coin flips. And if you're flipping a coin twice, I wouldn't bet on getting heads twice, right? So, I think you add all that up. It's it's again, it's a boring answer, and it's the reason that most people hate me in in life. But um, that's that's <laughs> my answer. I'm going to go with the under.
1: Yeah, I so I guess I guess the more interesting thing then. So I don't let you like nerd out and <laughs> and not make a not make an answer because yes I knew all those things I was just playing along for the dear <laughs> listener Andrew we've now got we've now got the big time we are in not no longer are we in tens nay dozens we are up to hundreds of listeners a week now Andrew yeah so now you've got to give the people what they want so I'm gonna I'm gonna change that question up on you <laughs> two and a half teams will have better odds in the American League of winning the pennant than the Astros over or under. Under. So that's essentially what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's essentially what I'm saying. But you did math dork stuff. Sorry.
0: No, okay. I, I get it. I, I I understand. Mean it's, it's, look,
1: it's it's worth talking about and it's worth pointing out all the time. That this that the asterisk, even if you want to consider them the best team in baseball the last six years, which I think probably the results would say they are, but I'd probably say the Dodgers were the, better. The Dodgers probably, but, but yeah. The Dodgers have that fake World Series, man. I know. And, and, that's, their only, and that's their own and that's their only one. And that's their only one. And they have one fake World Series and we've got two World Series. Baseball's 162 game deal, right? Yep. I, I mean I I they've been probably 20 or 25 games better than us over those 162. And this is an Astros team that's been very, very, very good. Oh, yeah. Right? Yep. Um, even throwing out 2020. And I, I think we should just petition to just throw 2020 out completely because <laughs> baseball is not a 60-game season. And because screw the Dodgers, that was their title, and it would be fun to say they had no World Series. Yeah. But let's just, you know, throw 2020 out there. Even taking away the Dodgers title. I, I mean, if you're talking about two titles to zero – you can't answer anything other than the Astros, right? But if you're talking about just regular season, 17, 18, 19, 21, 22, even as good as the Astros have been, you know, winning 100 games four times and 95 once yep. in those years, I, the Dodgers have still been better. Yeah. I mean, they won 115 freaking games or something yep. like that one of those years, you know? Yep. I mean, they went 110. You know, we were – we won 102 or 103, and we were freaking awesome. We were the the Murderers Row Yankees on offense reincarnated, putting up money numbers we hadn't seen since the 2007 Yankees. They were four games better than us. They had a home field advantage, and that <laughs> and that and that was well earned. Okay, yeah. Um, we won 108 games, and they had a home field advantage on us or 107. You know, because mm-hmm. they won 112. Like, it's. Stupid! How good they've been over the regular season, and now we're both kind of off. And yet they're two up in the division, and we're th- and we're three down. Yep. So you know, even if you want to say that Astros are, are the number one team in baseball, it's still stupid that we've made six lcss in a row.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. It should
1: it it, it it should not happen because it it might not be a true coin flip. You might be playing with. Dice that are loaded, but they're only yeah, a little bit loaded. Just right? a little I bit. I mean, right. it's it's like it's like the uh, the roulette wheels where they could you know get it with you know they can't ever make it when you cheat on the roulette wheel, you can't ever make it hit the same number, but you can hit it like you can narrow it down to like eight or ten numbers it'll hit. Yeah, you know it, it, it's it's something like that, right? Sure. Uh,
0: it's not true when it, I say a coin it's, flip, it's not. 50-50 exactly. But yes, to your point, it's maybe 55-45, something like it's that, It's so right? close
1: to it's so close to 50-50 that the fact that we've achieved as much as we have is just yeah.
0: stupid It's improbable. It six years in a row. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is why I shouldn't uh go strictly by the probabilities when it comes to the Astros, right? And
1: you look at the other side of that and that's that's basically what we're arguing on the other side of the Dodgers. We're arguing the Dodgers have been a little bit better than mm-hmm. us, but they've just they, they've just happened to come up yeah. snake eyes. Once or twice more often
0: than we did. I mean, look, twice it was the same team that got the Astros in the World Series that got the dot knocked the Dodgers out, right? They the the Nationals in nineteen, the Braves in twenty-one were just white hot and carried that through the playoffs and the Dodgers uh couldn't get past them. So yep, it it's timing, it's um, you know, there's and, always and some feel, luck, that sort of thing. And
1: I feel and I feel dirty. And then it happened the other way too, right? I mean the the Red Sox got really hot. Yep. In eighteen we got Joe West. We got Joe Wested out of a home run. We got uh freaking Rico Suave uh Belladari or whatever his name is. Uh Dad Gum. I Ben Attendee, Andrew <laughs> Benatendi, you know, robbed us of another one. But we could have won off, you know, we won game one, we could have won game two, sure. and then we should have won three and five, right? Yep. But for a terrible call by Joe West and for a great play by by Ben Atendi, we're going back to Boston up three two and then and they went ahead and got the Dodgers. So, you know, the interestingly enough, you know, the Do- the last six years the Astros have won two. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers have won one. And the other three winners beat both the Astros and the Dodgers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I mean, if that tells you sort of just how special what we've had going on in both in both seasons has been, um, I, I think that should put it in perspective. And I think you can you should see how how improbable the Astros' run is when you consider the fact that the Dodgers only made three World Series and only won one. I say only with air quotes around them because that's a great freaking record over six years, right? I mean that's tremendous. So, yeah. Um
0: well, Gabe, the rest of the season starts tomorrow um with two games against the Colorado Rockies.
1: And then four A- against the A's, right? And then
0: four against the A's. So that whatever you said, 12 and 4 or 11 15, and 4. I think. 11, and, 11 four. and 4. Okay. Uh that needs to start um tomorrow because we start we start playing uh those teams um for the next six uh and hopefully can make up a little bit of ground on the rangers before we um um let's
1: call it five and, let's call it series. five and one let's call it five and one and then i'll give you a bonus prediction texas goes two and four
0: two and four and we go in, and we go in tied Nice. Texas has Tampa, and then who?
1: Tampa and then the Dodgers.
0: And the Dodgers, okay. And I'm already counting on the Dodgers letting me down because <laughs> I hate L.A. We've already, t- yeah, we 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 kind of opened the show with this, so it's fitting that we're closing with it. Um, the Dodgers. Well, it could never, never be. It could
1: never be. It could never be said too much. Screw the Dodgers, and I feel dirty for just having like defended them a little bit and being like, yada, 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 bad luck. You probably have to give them credence over the Astros over the last six years. I need to wash all that filth out of my system by saying, screw the Dodgers. I'm sure they're going to let us down.
0: All right. I am going to say four and two for the Astros over the next six. What
1: about the Rangers? Three and three. So you got us going in two down, and I got us going in five. You're such a pessimist, Dad, Andrew. Such a pessimist.
0: Like I said, man, this is. It, I am a pessimist, but um I don't know. They, I, I just want healthy Jordan, healthy Jose Altuve, healthy Fromber. It's all I want.
1: I know, and I just want Maldonado to. Catch nine games between I, here and the end of the year. I want, I want chess to play. I want chess yeah. to play sixty-five out of sixty-eight games. I want you know um, Dubon to never lead off for hit second again. Um, I you know I I don't want to ever see another blown. Oh, so Saturday's game. <laughs> Saturday's game. The first time a team has ever been down six runs—not the first time, first time since nineteen thirty—a oh. team has ever been down six runs, caught up, then trailed by three runs again, and won the game. <laughs> first time since nineteen freaking thirty. So and that saying... was the game, and that was the game I got to watch the entire damn game of. Oh, lucky and then you. the smash and job we scratch, smash and grab we pull off on Sunday. I don't get to see it, and then I don't even follow along with the ninth inning on the deal. Because I go to bed, because my ESPN is out in my hotel, my phone doesn't work, and I go to bed. Not a great week in Astros baseball for me.
0: It wasn't great. It's going up from here. The last sixty-eight games, Gabe says they're going to win at least forty. Let's see what happens, man. Uh, any closing thoughts, Gabe?
1: Yeah, screw the Dodgers. I feel
0: I, I anything that I might have said that was positive or nice.
1: About the Dodgers, I was wrong in saying that, and anything I said that was like mean and
0: hateful toward Tommy was sorta—I mean it double. <laughs> there you have it. I'm going to admit to you that I was a Mike Piazza fan, Gabe. So uh, we can we can address that next time if you have.
1: Oh, you have I do have, have some. With it. I do have some. I do have something else for all our our listeners. See now it. that we're in the hundreds of them. Yeah. If y'all are not playing Immaculate Grid, y'all need to do Mm. so. It is so awesome. It's so much fun.
0: It is fun. I did not get an Immaculate Grid today. I got eight out of nine. I was so mad that I
1: didn't get it because I answered uh, for the Washington Washington Gold Gloves. That's the one I didn't get. I, I answered Bryce Harper because he's got two gold gloves. But you know what? Sometimes it matters whether or not you did the thing. With the team, while you were with that team, team. and sometimes it matters when you don't. I thought it was when you don't, but apparently, when they say three hundred hitting season or Gold Glove or whatever, they mean you had to have done it with the team. Whereas Mm. if it's a milestone, it's just any time you played during the career. You know, I have a I have a PSA too. Otherwise, I would have done Vlad Guerrero, right? Because he won a jillion. But I was trying to get my uh, I was trying to get my my uniqueness score lower Mm -hmm. as I could by coming... I I always try to get the the most improbable answers, right? Mm -hmm. Instead of the probable ones. So, you know, they say Giants 500 home runs, you know, and there's only five of them, right? And, And so, probably most people would say Barry Bonds, and then next most would be Willie Mays. So, you know, I'm the guy that answers William McCovey because yeah. I know that's going to be 7% instead of 50% or 35% or whatever. So I was trying to pick a bad defender that I knew
0: won a gold glove and I knew that was Bryce Harper who had actually won too. Um, so I missed and- I missed that one too. I picked Victor Robles because I'm probably still um, Scarred. Uh, traumatized by him catching everything in the 2019 World Series. I just assumed he had won one. He did not. So I did not get that one right. I did I did, I wasn't sure going into today cuz I'm kind of new to the game if the Expos counted as Nationals. Um who are your three Astros today? So the the categories were were so one guy that played for the Astros and the Rangers, uh one guy that played for the Astros and the Expos/Nationals organization and then one Astro that struck out 200 uh hitters had, in a season.
1: I had J.R. Richard um, which was like seven percent. Okay. I had Moise Salou, which was like four percent, and then I had um, who did I have on the Astros Rangers? Brian Bogusevic, I think.
0: Oh wow. I had also Moise Salou. I had Mike Scott as the. Two hundred strikeout. What, what guy. percentage was that? It was like four. It was really low. So Jr. Richard was higher than Mike Scott. That kind of surprises me. That does surprise bit. me. Um, and then my, I was really proud of my Astro Ranger of Pete Incavilia.
1: that's a good one, man. It wasn't like very, it was like one.
0: less than a percent. <laughs> it was one yeah. of my best. One of my best yet. But um, those were my Astros for today. So
1: I, I'm going to give people. I'm going to give people a, a, a PSA. All right. If you don't know someone, guess Terry Mulholland or Octavio Dotel. Mulholland <laughs> fits with like 12 teams, and Octavio Dotel fits for like 14. I so it's up... like a 50 50 chance. <laughs> if, you, if you really can't think of anything, just guess DoTel and the yeah. Holland.
0: I in that vein, I threw up a Hail Mary of Lee Smith the other day and I actually got it.
1: <laughs> yeah, every now and again it works. You know what? I've used Jeff I've used Jeff Plum and four of them, I've used Jeff Plum four times and he's only played for five teams.
0: <laughs> nice.
1: And I've used Jeff Plum four times. so All right. Yeah, I, I like Y'all Plum.
0: play play Immaculate Grid. It's now owned by Baseball Reference for whatever that's worth, but uh fun game. Uh, and periodically, Gabe and I will exchange um, stories about it. So, uh, all right, Gabe, any last thoughts before we send that's these it. good people uh, on with their day? Play
1: Immaculate Grid, and we will talk to you next Monday, right?
0: Sounds good. We'll talk soon. All right. Bye.